Good morning. As you might be able to guess, I'm going to talk about prayer today. Um, and as I was listening to Amanda read the uh, Old Testament, the the story, that great story from the Hebrew Scriptures of Abraham not really bargaining with God, but arguing with God, right? Well, what if there are 45 righteous people? Okay, I'll spare them then. What if there are 20? Okay. What if there are only 10? Okay, and I love that. I love that Abraham feels confident enough in his relationship with God to argue with God a little bit. I know I argue with God on a pretty regular basis. Maybe some of you do too. And the wonderful story that we have from the book of Luke today, one of the disciples, one of Jesus' friends, says to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Do you hear that? He doesn't say teach us how to pray. He says teach us to pray. And I sense this yearning there, this, this yearning for a stronger connection with God and, and the disciples' intuition that that connection can be strengthened and made whole through prayer. Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus is praying all the time in the Gospels, right? And in fact, the beginning of today's Gospels said that the disciples had seen Jesus at prayer. And that's what prompted this question, teach us to pray. Jesus is always going off by himself to be renewed and to renew his connection to God. Now, that's a little bit curious to me, in a way, since Jesus is part of the Trinity, and is the Son of God, why was it so important for Jesus to pray? I would think that this connection would be so strong that prayer wouldn't even be necessary in this relationship, and yet it was. And I think that the reason that it was so necessary for Jesus to be constantly praying was to affirm that strong connection. And that's the connection that perhaps the disciple was yearning for. And that's the great thing about Jesus, too. In, in all of the stories that we have of Jesus, Jesus' life, Jesus didn't live an easy life. Jesus suffered a lot. Jesus was loved by many, reviled by many. Jesus was constantly on the move with no place to call home except his home in his relationship to God. And I think I've said this before, and it, it just seems more and more true to me the more I live into this story. We're all going to go through everything that Jesus went through in our own lives all the way from birth to death to resurrection. And Jesus gives us such wonderful model of how to live this 
life that we find ourselves in to the very fullest. And that includes a life of prayer. Prayer life, that's an interesting term. Um, and uh, Christy, if you've been through the discernment process like you and I both have, how many times did you get asked to describe your prayer life? Too many. <laughs> and it's a curious question in a way, isn't it? And it's a it's, it was a hard question for me to answer because I don't like to think of my prayer life as being something separate from my life. It's not a compartment of my life. It's, it's, it is what gives me life. So how's your prayer life? <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about my experience today, my experience with how I came to prayer. And I came from a dark place, a really dark, dark place, a place that I found myself that I could not get out of myself because I had fallen into alcoholism and drug addiction as a young person. And the harder that I tried of my own will to get out of that, the worse it got. And it wasn't until I reached out for some help found some help in a 12-step program that I was able to recover and continue to recover. When I got to that 12-step program, it was pointed out to me that it was a spiritual program and that it was going to depend on a lot of hard work on my part, but more importantly, a relationship with God and prayer. And I thought, great, this is never going to work for me <laughs> because I didn't have any trust or faith in a God that could help me. So there was an old timer there, wonderful, tough, old cowboy who was one of the most spiritual people I've ever met. And he kind of took me under his arm and he said, look, you don't have to believe in any of this. All you have to do is do it. And it starts with prayer. And I said, I don't know how to pray. And he said, well, then why don't you pray to learn how to pray? And so that was my prayer for probably the first year, was God, teach me to pray. That was about all I could say with any feeling of integrity. Everything else felt a little phony to me. So I prayed that prayer for about a year. And George came to me, or I came to George. I don't remember how that went. But anyway, George and I were talking, and he said, well, how's that prayer going? And I said, I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I'm still praying to learn how to pray. And he said, well, have you had a drink in the last year? And I said, no. And he said, well, then something's working. And that was my way into learning to trust in a God, in this God that we can't see, we can't touch, we can't feel. Well, we can feel, but this transcendent God 
who gives life to all of us. So then I started asking. I didn't ask for things. I asked for strength. I asked for relief from confusion. And I asked for hope. And those things were given to me. And that is how my prayer life began. I'm not telling you this in order to make this all about me. I'm telling you this in the hope that maybe some of you are wondering about prayer and wondering if you're doing it right, if you've got the right words or if you're assuming the right posture. What I'm here to tell you is, in my experience, you can tell God anything and everything. If you're angry with God, you can tell God that. God can handle that. If you're sad about the situation in the world or angry about the situation in the world or if you want to argue with God about the situation in the world, you can do that too, just like Abraham did. If you're in need of help or comfort or strength, you can bring that to God. That's how loving relationships work. Right? In a true loving relationship. And we claim that God is love in this church. We're, we're certain of that. It's not just a claim. We're certain of that. And if that is the relationship that we have with God as children of God, we can be 100% open and honest with God. How many opportunities do you have to do that with anyone? even the people that you love the most. I mean, I think that's what loving relationships are based on, is honest communication. But here's one where we can be 100% ourselves in our prayer, in our prayer life. And in this reading, Jesus recommends three things. Knock search, and ask. Knock, search, and ask. Don't be afraid and be persistent. God loves you and you can tell God everything and if you listen, God will answer. Amen. Amen.